This is the EPLOG audio experience. I am Koral Das Gupta, founder of Tell Me Your Story and author. Back here with my podcast show, The Great Indian Family, in collaboration with Epilogue Media. You can listen to the podcast on epilogue.media. You can also hear us on Spotify, GeoSavan, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Castbox, and all other podcast apps. Today, I am sitting with media producer and entrepreneur, and a very, very good friend of mine, Shabia Raviwalia. Welcome to the show, Shabia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely same year Shabia and uh, I know that you have had a uh, I don't know whether I should call it happening but you have great stories from your childhood yes of different flavors <laughs> so how did your childhood look like uh to be honest my childhood was like a pot of sugar and salt mix you know mm. uh it was a very happy childhood uh, uh till about say I was 9 years old mm. I didn't see much of my father because he used to be abroad so he used to come once in two years and whatever but uh, i remember him coming with bags of you know uh, international lux that mm. time which was a luxury you know yeah. indians never used to have it i used to have the best of shampoos body butters i think my love for skincare comes from there <laughs> and uh, uh, but suddenly uh, one day i uh, you know my dad told me that he had remarried okay so, and he wanted me to tell my mother about it I think that you were 9 year old yes okay. and that's the day i think my life changed, changed. you know because uh, how do you tell your mother that you know your father's uh, and and i thought it uh, today when i look back i find it very very ironical mm. uh, that uh, you know adults put this thing on a child mm. you know my daughter's 10 years old today and uh, i know how much i shield her from all the shocks of life and for someone to tell you that uh, you have an alternate family in that hmm. sense you know and yes so though uh, i've never liked to play victim or i've never really dwelt upon it as a very very sad story it did change my life uh, in many many ways hmm. why do you think he told you i mean he should could have went and told your mother uh, you know everyone has a cross to bear i think my cross was that i was very close to him Okay. So when people used to look at me, they used to say, "Oh, you're a uh, you know Xerox copy of him." I used to okay. look like him. I was his firstborn. I was a girl. They say mm-hmm. girls are closer Very to their close dads, to right? Their so though I had a brother, uh, I think he chose me. Uh, he thought that, and I was equally close to my mother because my father was never there. Mm-hmm. So my uh, so I had a strange bond with both of them, and my dad thought that uh, he could uh, uh, you know dilute the impact by passing on the message to me through mm-hmm. me. and which i think was very very unfair to do mm. to a child right and i remember when i said this to my mother also then the impact from there too that why are you telling me this you know mm. and then the usual fights and things happened ultimately my mother threw him out of the house because uh, uh, you know uh, my brother started getting very violent violent as in matlab uh, so you know uh, when they say that you are born from the same stomach mm. but you will still have your own individuality right Correct. so when my father told me this and i remember my mother crying and things like that i funnily as a 9 year old told her that i am your husband from today mm. you know you can cry on my shoulder and today i think how did i say that where did i get that strength or mm. uh, you know even the samaj as you say to say that but i think i just realized that my mom needed me so while i took that oh i am the man of the house now approach the man of the house my brother uh went into this whole rage of i don't blame him he was very young mm. uh he went into this whole range of i will kill my dad how could okay. he do this to us mm-hmm. you know and we were both growing right mm. we were both becoming teenagers and 
and my mother realized that if my brother were to do something she would lose both hmm. she would lose the father for sure and the son would land up in jail the father has already already is, lost already, but she was like yeah. you know he will die and my son who 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 is like my future would be in jail so she had to make that choice and and i think that's when she told my father that you should just stop coming to this house you know mm-hmm. uh, and luckily we had another house and my father started staying there and i saw these phases of extreme anger from my mother tears then some days she would should be okay some days she would go into this of why did it happen to me and mm-hmm. and you know she had had a love marriage mm-hmm. so it was very funny that uh, this had happened and and i think yeah i was the messenger and i think i suddenly grew up after mm. that i i don't remember having played you know with dolls or anything after that because then the whole point became of how do i survive the next day where does the bread and butter come from mm. you know and so my, you guys refused any kind of help from him we never asked him for any kind of help you know okay. and and you know the funny thing is he he was in no position to Support. give us any help because though he was doing very well in kuwait he used to send us money very very rarely he used to always ask money from my mother and uh, so actually when he went away the financial blow was not much because we were mm-hmm. anyways not very dependent on him but yes the money once in a while which used to come was like a bonus right mm-hmm. so that's when my mother my mother used to give tuitions at home okay. and 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 she was a very very good teacher and i remember like if you would come to car station and if you would say uh where is uh, trees auntie's house and my house was very far from the car, from the station but people would leave you to a house you know just mm-hmm. with that much address so she was very popular uh, kids who came to her uh, even they were they used to fail they used to pass and mm. very strict though and i think i just took naturally from her you know to teach even today i i think teaching is the closest to my heart and i said ma pehle you you know you used to teach alone now i will teach and my brother will teach so i remember we divided the subjects between us so i mm-hmm. took maths and science my brother took hindi marathi my mother is and we had about 100 students in our house every day oh. yeah you know coral the funny thing is that i don't remember eating my lunch alone mm-hmm. or uh, having an afternoon siesta alone during my childhood mm-hmm. because when i was eating there were like 100 students around me and when i used to take a siesta also there were students around me correct so that 5 minutes of so that was a 1 bhk you guys were staying yes in? yes and uh, and you know and uh, i used to crave for that 5 minutes of me time or peace and uh, i used to get up at 5 in the morning and uh, you know i i grew up uh, teaching i started teaching in 4 5 classes coaching classes uh, then go to college from there finish my work again go to coaching classes come home and then teach those 100 students and my day would end at 12 in the night and i used to constantly have children around me you know so uh, i think that's why i'm very very possessive about my me time even today like if mm. i have to have my 10 minutes of chai i don't like anyone asking me i think it all goes back to your childhood really absolutely. right so i didn't have a it's father it's in the subconscious absolutely i mean i remember i have been uh, making uh, fathers out of all my bosses mm. you know that's because i think the lack of uh, father in your life mm. so and it only uh, stopped at a point when somebody uh, you know did my kanyadan one of mm. my ex bosses and became my father figure in that sense and and after that the bosses i've had they've not become my fathers <laughs> they've become crushes they've become mentors they've not become fathers thank god <laughs> but yes it was a very very interesting childhood i think uh, it made me the woman i am today mm. people tell me where did you learn entrepreneurship and mm. uh, today when i look back i feel my mother taught me that mm. very subconsciously you know so in the summers you know ironically teachers i think shape the entire generation but when april and may comes 
टीचर्स सफर द मोस्ट बिकॉज पेरेंट्स आर नॉट विलिंग टू पे for those two months correct and we were not a school we were a coaching class right we correct. were we were used to do tuitions so i remember my mother used to ask parents that would you pay us for april may and they would say no but you're not teaching in april may so we won't pay you so while the entire year we would survive april may used to be so really april difficult. may the other kids were planning to go to vacations and we would be stressing about how we would survive and then my mom used to and my then my mom had this eureka moment and she said you know we've got 100 students right so what if we start baking cakes and selling it to them we have mm-hmm. 100 ka audience already you have 100 customers already so so that's when i learned baking and i started baking cakes every day and we would make slices and the the students themselves used to come and buy and then she figured that you remember pepsi cola yeah, in the 80s and 90s yeah pehle wo tube mein aate the exactly so my mother discovered that for a wholesale pack mm-hmm. of 100 it comes for 300 and if you retail it you make 70 bucks out of every pack mm-hmm. so she started bringing it in wholesale and selling it in retail and now when i look back that's exactly all of us are doing right yeah and i said oh my god this is what my mom taught me and at that time we didn't have we didn't know these terms but we were doing this was yeah. entrepreneurship <laughs> <laughs> so so there are some beautiful things that came yeah. out of my father working out on us and uh, yeah i mean i i wish my childhood was different but i think uh, despite all this i think my mother was such a amazing lady that she Uh, she she still managed to give us a very very wonderful and powerful uh, happy childhood true that and you had told me that your mom is a uh, catholic and your father a muslim mm-hmm. how did that play out in the house or um, actually more than the religion what i wanted to ask is about the relatives uh, so when my mother chose my father uh, she was a only daughter of a very well to do lady mm-hmm. and her relatives disowned her Okay. Uh, Because of marrying a Muslim. Yes, okay. my nani uh, threw her out of the house. Uh, she disowned her from the will, and did not talk to her for many many years till I was born. Mm. And I think that love for the grandchild always brings you back. So she came to see me, and uh, and apparently they tell me that I was very you know I was a very uh, uh, heavy uh, doll like child. So she, she lost her heart to me, and she told my mother that I forgive whatever you've done. And this time when I uh, and she was also in Kuwait, right? She had taken my father to Kuwait. So she said, "When I come back from Kuwait this time, we will sell everything, and we will buy a flat in. Uh, we will buy a bungalow in Pali mm-hmm. Hill." She was that well to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I come back, I will also change the will, which mm-hmm. she had written off to all her uncles, uh, all her brothers. But uh, as luck would have it, before she came back, she met with an accident in Kuwait and she died. Oh! So the will never got changed. Uh, changed. So sometimes I think, what a What a uh, amazing uh, destiny my mother had. Mm. You know, she belonged to a very rich family, mm. but could never under uh, you know enjoy the riches. She fell in love with a man who never gave her love, and and when her mother finally came around, she didn't get anything because uh, everything was then taken by the relatives. And by then she had also changed her surname, right? So from mm. D'Souza, she uh, so she was Alfonso. From Alfonso, she had become a Sheikh. So so that in court also wasn't uh, uh, you know they didn't agree that she was a heir to it, and she lost everything. And I and I sometimes used to think this is so much like a film, right? You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's very surreal. It almost sounds so uh, filmy. But yes, as far as the relatives, uh, you know, uh, they were not supportive at all. Mm. I remember when I used to from neither side. My father's side also refused to talk to him, and they were from Bihar, and okay. uh, my mother never went there. 
and mother's side obviously there was no support we had some uncles we used to visit as children when my mother used to leave them in the vacations and i remember how uh, discriminatory they were they wouldn't let us touch the refrigerator they would constantly throw it at us about how you you poor people you don't know how to touch a refrigerator and i remember uh, i was around 10 or 11 and when someone passed that comment i was crying and i had fever and my mother came and she said what happened and i told her mama they told me this and i remember my mother uh, sold her gold jewelry the next day and there was a refrigerator in my house so mm. because because she was very very uh, she had a great lot of self respect you know that's why she never took alimony from my father too she said why why should i ask him any money i am capable enough to look after my children so there was a refrigerator and then there was a color tv came in my neighbor's house and 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 i was sitting i think a little sad and she said you want it and i said yeah so she said okay come first in cl- your class and i will get you a color tv and mm-hmm. and i remember i came first in every class from first to 10th uh, <laughs> and everything i asked she got me so she had only one mantra she said don't tell me you are poor Mm-hmm. work hard and there will be money simple mm-hmm. you want something work hard for it you will get it mm-hmm. you can you can you can be you can be born poor mm-hmm. you don't have to die poor yeah that's in your uh, hands right you have to change your uh, destiny and i i think that stayed for me i think i've been i've lived my life like that whatever i need i work mm-hmm. for it i needed freedom from media at one point of time because of the stress and the timings and things like that i went and started my own business mm-hmm. and now i can enjoy media at my will and you know pleasure so i think that comes from my uh, mom and uh, besides as i said my father was never at home i mean he was always abroad so the muslim part didn't play out too well halaki mm. they were uh, you know whenever he visited he used to ask my mom whether they're learning the quran or things like that mm. did and, you then uh so my mother did try to enroll us she never forced us but she said mm. you know your father is a muslim so you should know things about it we never took to it because uh if he was there then it would have made a difference ha, you know yeah. but uh, because mom and mom uh, didn't even force christianity on us i think mm. it's just that on christmas she used to go to church so we no i asked it. you this mainly because when a person is there mm. your response to everything related to him is different is different yeah. yeah and you know and as a child when i grew up for a long time i carried that anger against the entire islamic uh, mm. community Mm. not because i hated muslims but because mm. the man who represented muslim to me had left me correct and and then as i grew and as i matured i realized that the entire community is not bad it's just that uh, people twist uh, this whole thing of you can marry more than once without mm. asking your wife to suit their political thoughts and, uh, yeah and, and their need my mm. father wanted to marry a second woman and he thought okay islam allows me Hmm. So so when it it's it's it serves your purpose nee, there are a lot of hindus who converted to islam to marry more than once so <laughs> yes yes of course so then i realized you know you you only realize these things you don't realize these things as a 9 year old as a 10 year old you know that. and my brother carried this anger for a very very long time and it you know it was only i think uh, when he reached college and even after college that he settled down once he had his own child his anger ebbed away while i took the entire you know i will be the man of the house and i will change this home's destiny and we will never lack so we both had different approaches and today when mm. i visit him and i meet him we both laugh because it was the same situation for both of us but i think i being the elder one took on that role of a it depends upon caretaker. person to person that how they react to a particular crisis yeah. so yeah. you did your way he did his yeah. way i think also boys and girls are very different yes. see for me uh, i was more sensitive towards my mother i was yeah. like what well, who'll take care of her if i become this and, uh, and he wanted my, to erase the entire uh-huh. thing out. and my brother wanted revenge yeah 
you know so so it was both were correct in their own uh, while his was more destructive mine was more constructive i mm. think that you know and uh, when he realized that it was doing nobody any good i think it it that's when he settled down correct shabia you have had a very uh, very difficult childhood if i may say that it you have you may have learned a lot but at the same time it was not something that was very peaceful for you internally uh today when i see you with your child i see a completely different upbringing i see a completely different uh state of mind how did you shift yourself from whatever how did you leave your past behind uh i think uh, it happened when i got pregnant okay okay i told myself that i'm not going to carry any baggage from my past hmm Uh, so i remember there were these two friends uh, who had stopped talking to me and and we had had some misunderstandings and i remember the moment i came to know that i'm pregnant i called them up and i said you know i'm not carrying this baggage of not uh, talking to you or whatever so i forgive you for whatever's happened and i was the wronged one in the situation mm-hmm. so i said but i forgive you and from this point i leave it to you whether you want to talk to me but i don't want to become a cynical mother mm. so i'm not taking anything from the past i'm not taking my father i'm not taking what people did to me i'm not taking my work uh, complaints and uh, and i remember at somewhere at that point uh, one of my uh, very close bosses and godfathers asked me what if you find your father lying on the side of the road would you take him to the hospital and if you know me very well and i said you know i am someone who's such a softy at heart that if i find a dog i will take him to the hospital mm. so this is you know a human being forget he being my father or anyone so i said i would and 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 i suddenly realized that i had forgiven him mm. when i said that i i realized that there was no more that bitterness and there was no more uh, uh, i you i had risen far above one act yes. of uh, crime if i may say yes because i realized that uh maybe god took away one person from my life but then he had given me so many people in different forms in different angels who had stood up for my uh uh you know for my mother for me and uh, there were bosses who had stepped in to become my uh, uh you know father when needed mm. uh, i had a wonderful husband if you 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 know him right he has salt and pepper hair so <laughs> i married him because he looks older to me and he has white hair i think that father fetish never went so and he's always treated me like a child you know uh, till today he treats me like a child and he lets me be he's never told me this is the way a wife should be or uh, has taken in all my whims and fancies i don't think i think that is the last thing in his mind <laughs> <laughs> this is the way my wife should be is the last thing in his mind <laughs> exactly so but uh, uh, so i i also and also you know coral uh, what i think uh, one of the biggest things my mother gave me was that she never played out this whole victim game in our heads mm. neither mm. for herself or us you know so when uh, she see if she would have constantly told us that you all are victims this has happened to us we are so sorry and things like that i think uh, you know in my head it was always like i am the hero of this story mm-hmm. which till today i believe right i believe i am the hero of this story this is the story given to me that you don't have a father you have a mother and this is the way and i have to make a climax will be which will be win win for all of us right absolutely i think i chose to go with that story that mm. i am not the victim i am the hero which mm. my mother taught me in her uh, you know own little way and that's why i think i was able to forgive faster because i also realized that anyways my father was not contributing much to us mm. right mm. he was abroad he was living his life he was earning very well but not sending us anything he was not spending time with us so anyways that physical presence was not there mm. what he had done now was an emotional uh, Uh, stabbing or a cheating right so i think i got over that and 
and yeah uh, uh, how i became a parent uh, so i was very clear that my daughter would be very very close to her father so mm. it's very funny but uh, till today when my daughters and my uh, husband are playing together they have all this physical masti going on between them it gives me immense happiness and satisfaction mm. i think i'm a very touch touch person i love to hug people i love to touch people and and i think that's what i missed that man touch which you so need when you're growing yeah. up right your father is almost the first man you fall in love absolutely. with absolutely and i think i had always missed those uh, things so now when i i see them playing physically together mm. and touching each other and all i mean so much so that i've told my husband that you know you should be the one who should take her on her first date mm. and he's like are you mad and i'm like <laughs> yeah that way we get to know the address of the boy she's dating <laughs> <laughs> and if something goes wrong you know who to catch right and plus it's it's such a great thing if your if your father takes you to meet your boyfriend mm. i said you will drive her down and she is like you know i am bearing the cross of all your <laughs> fans yeah, even my husband <laughs> says that to my son yeah that i'll drive you for the first date yeah. and tell him that i tell my child that okay bring you bring us the girl to bring her mother yeah absolutely so. <laughs> yeah so i think i i've been very conscious in that that she should really enjoy her father mm. till the time we can and secondly i also uh, decided that uh, my vacuum or the vacuums in my life so i will not live out my life through my child mm. you know I will not play out whatever was deficient in my life through her. Hmm. She has her own uh, destiny. She's very blessed. She's got good uh, parents. She's born to a well-to-do, decent household, and uh, and though she knows uh, uh, about my childhood, and and she constantly has this chat with me, Mama. How did you cope up? Cope? Uh, you didn't have a father. She to knows about you. everything. Yes, she knows okay. about everything, and I've never hidden anything from her. And and uh, she knows about the various fathers I have too, and. but but she gets it you know sometimes she asks me mama you didn't have a father to hug you so did you feel sometimes and 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 i like that sensitivity about her mm. and i'm very conscious of the fact that i don't uh, force her my opinions on her and yes I, as i always say i, I tell people that i believe in this uh, saying by khalil jibran who said that your children are not yours to keep yeah they are on lease to you right so they are with you for 18 years and i think i have i have finished <laughs> 10 years of that rental space i have about 8 <laughs> years more and i tell myself every day that i don't want to bind her i want to uh, leave her free my mm. husband's never bound me my mother's never bound me she let me do everything uh, i wanted to when i told her about uh, my husband ravi uh, you know coming down to bombay and i i i told her i like him and she said please live in with him first let him decide whether he likes this strong obstinate opinionated <laughs> woman whether he would like to see her you know every day mm. and, and 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 i think uh, that's the biggest foundation any mother could have given any uh, you know her daughter's marriage because i think uh, ravi and i have had a share, uh, share of ups and downs but we are so solid because we are the best of friends mm. we may not be husband wife sometimes we may not be spouses but we are always the best of friends if he sees a good woman he'll come and tell me i i can go and tell him that i saw this man and i had a crush on him for 30 seconds today and we are all right uh, so i think that i think the equation has also changed yeah i mean with my husband to spouses to i don't know what is to be with a spouse but at least with him to i am like are you go and date someone yaar mera picha chhodo to we'll be happy ha likho to likho yeah so there's no insecurity right uh, coral and that's i think because of the kind of confidence your husband yes. gives you right yes. like he both knows ways. both yeah, ways like, yeah like, both ways yeah what you just know you? that you are happy yeah yeah in each, and, with each other and i think that shows in our parenting also right Absolutely. we are such secure people uh, that uh, 
that my daughter gets that from us. Like the other day we had a fight and she was like, are you, are you two going to divorce? And I said, baby, even if we divorce, the first priority will be you. The only difference will be you'll have two homes to go and play into. <laughs> so, you know, I did not even make divorce such a big thing. Yeah. And she said, oh, that can be fun. And then, and then, but she, said, but then she said, but don't divorce, please. You know, it will be too much. And I said, yeah, yeah, we're not divorcing over this fight, at least. We need a bigger fight for that. <laughs> so, I think uh, children take a lot from you, right? Uh, the way they see you, the way they see how your relationship plays out. The way they say you handling your challenges. So mm. I've never hidden my challenges. People always say, oh, your life is so rosy. Uh, you know, everything, all all win-win situations. And I'm like, that's what I prefer to show people. But I have had my share it's of... It's never rosy. Yeah. But I've you just work it out struggles. in a way that uh, yeah. you choose happiness over yes. everything yeah, else. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that nothing is permanent, right? Yeah. Happiness was not permanent. So how can sad uh, phases be permanent? Absolutely. And and I think uh, my daughter gets that, that uh, I, I go home and I tell her today my boss behaved like this with me. So I was crying and then I did this. I stood up to this bully. I slapped this guy. I did this. <laughs> and and she has a take on it. And then we discuss. But I think it's very essential to tell them what you're made of. Absolutely. You can't be on a pedestal and this superwoman all the time. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Shabia. I mean, this was a very special episode I wanted to do with you simply because... Uh, of the kind of journey that you have had uh, and the kind of positivity that you always uh, <laughs> spread around you. And there's a lot to learn from you, definitely. Thank you, Coral. Thank you. You've been an amazing part of your life. I I, I always pride myself on the fact that uh, I was the first woman to hold your son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the first woman he peed on. <laughs> so I He needs to see you more often. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I need to see you more often. Yes. But uh, all the best to you and you've been doing a great job with this podcast. Love, lots of love Thank to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Means a lot coming from you because you are a very successful entrepreneur yourself. Oh God, no. <laughs> and let me tell you audience that she runs a very, very successful body care. Uh, it's a bath and body product, skincare yes. range. Uh, it's a, a skincare range which is called Wild Earth. And you can you can go to her Instagram and you have all the information. Many of the informations are given free. I don't know how she manages to do that. <laughs> but a lot of information is free, which I which I and many other women, I'm sure, steal those information and apply it on ourselves. <laughs> and of course, there are her products that you can buy. So uh, coming back, thanks audience for being a part of the fun. Hope you enjoyed our show, The Great Indian Family. Don't forget to share your feedback. Write to Bonjour, B-O-N-J-O-U-R at epilogue.media. Do send us your feedback on Twitter using the hashtag The Great Indian Family. Leave us a review rating on Apple Podcast and make sure to subscribe to the show. We will come back again next Sunday. Till then, let's rock. <laughs>